0: Hello, my name is John Byram and this is Simply Monroe. Today we're here in Madisonville, Tennessee and I'm going to share with you an incredible story about an incredible man. This man overcame a life of drug addiction and time in prison to find his God-given purpose in life. That purpose became Straightway Ministries, an organization that serves to help men who are drug and alcohol addicted get their lives back on track. Before we hear about Straightway Ministries, let's hear about the man who started it all, Bob Hampton. Bob, thanks a lot for sitting down with Simply Monroe today. Um, You know, this is a story I think the whole community should hear. But let's start at the beginning. Tell us about
1: Bob Hampton's journey. My journey started when I was 13 years old as I experimented with drugs for the very first time. Wow, 13. 13. And uh, at first it was just you know like an occasional users. Everybody was doing it. I don't know, some people might call it peer pressure. Uh, But at that point in time in the 70s, there was a lot of people doing a, a lot of things. Now I was raised in a good family. I was raised to know right from wrong, but I just made a lot of bad choices along the way. And then once the point point that I stopped playing sports was when I was in college, it just escalated from there.
0: Well, I got a question for you about that. You were in college, you say, but when did you realize that you had a problem?
1: Well, after I had uh, left college, uh, my life didn't seem to have as much purpose as it did before because I always had the sports to go back on.
0: Sure.
1: But once I started, uh, stopped playing sports, it seemed like I didn't have any, any purpose much. And I still wanted to live an exciting type life. It Sounds crazy now, but I started uh, dabbling and getting worse. I was uh, using so much drugs that I actually had to start selling them to be able to afford them. And at that point in time, uh, when I was just using drugs and it became a heavier and heavier user, I just continued uh, in my in my drug use to where it led to all kinds of criminal activities. And uh, being that I was a drug dealer, I was also my best customer.
0: Oh boy. So. So what you're saying basically is your addiction led you to uh, the life of crime that you led, yes sir. And one thing led to another, and it just kept snowballing. Yes. Is, that, is that a fair statement?
1: Yeah, and it snowballed for many years. And I was a slow learner, but but the time I was uh, in my early 20s is when I got arrested for the first time. And uh, when I was arrested, I uh, had a lot of things leading up to it. I had many charges in many different counties, and it just snowballed all into one big effect, but I was sitting in the Bradley County Justice Center, and uh, and at that point, I had been offered plea bargain agreements from the court to, uh, if I would plea bargain out to 56 years, that I would no longer, uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. if I would plea bargain out to 56 years, then I wouldn't have to go to trial and face to get more time.
0: 56 years. Mm-hmm. To a man in the 20s that must've felt like the rest of your life.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Why were you scared? I can
1: laugh about it now, but I wasn't laughing then. Uh, At that point, uh, I remember going back to my uh, jail cell. And when I was sitting in there, you know, it always been a free spirit. It's always been just, I felt like I could just run like the wind. And at that point in time, I just felt my life was over and i wanted to end my life because i thought hey i'm in my early 20s there's no way that that i can face this much time in prison so that's the first time in my life that i ever contemplated suicide and at that point I, I really thought on it hard and tried to figure out how i was going to be able to do it
0: so do you think if you had given been given the means to take your own life you would have done it at that point absolutely so the despair was that deep yes Wow, so you were really scared.
1: I just didn't want to face it. I just didn't want to face all the the trouble that was ahead of me. But there was one good point out of that, and that's how God makes everything new. It was at that point in time. Now, that wasn't the end of my drug use or my criminal activity. But it was at that point in time that I asked the Lord to come into my life.
0: Wow, and this was in a, in a jail cell in Bradley County. Tennessee. And that's
1: why I say a lot of people say, oh, he's got that jailhouse released. and well, I'm, I'm thankful for that time. Even though it was the worst time of my life, I'm thankful now because God can take what we think is the worst of times, which to me, that was the worst of times I, at that bet. point. But he made something good out of it because it humbled me enough to where I asked him to come into my life. And I think if I had not asked him to come into my life, at that point in time, I would not be sitting here with you today.
0: Well, what happened? You said it wasn't the end of your drug use nor the end of your life of crime, but what happened when uh, you asked the Lord to come into your life? What what took place
1: after that? Well, there's actually miracles that happened. Uh, there was uh, so many, I got so many breaks with the justice system. Uh, there, I, I ended up doing like a total of four years and paroling out. Every little break that I, I that there was, I was given at that point in time. It was just like miracles was happening for me left and right. Breaks with the, the new laws had changed on different things and it just opened up a lot of doors to where, you know, they're pre-sentencing and I was getting all this good time and everything. So it, it worked out to where I, I got my sentence, I mean, cut to nearly nothing. I ended up pleading to like a 10-year sentence also, but that was also, the, the work of God and God's having his hand in it. Everything just worked out to where that it was just, it was amazing that I ended up only pleading to 10 years and doing about four at that point.
0: So, at what point did you say, okay, I'm, I'm through with the drugs, I'm through with the crime, I, I,
1: I want a better life. At what point did that happen? Well, that was many, many years later because I, like I said, I was a slow learner. and I guess stubborn and hard-headed. But my drug use from that point, after God had done these miracles for me, and I turned my back on Him, that's when it really got rough. I mean, my drug use, that's when it really started to get bad. And that's when the crime kept on. Just like sin is progressive, drug use is progressive. And so what started out, it only got worse, and it got worse, and it got worse. For many years, I think I was 40, 40 years old, or 39 years old, when I finally had enough.
0: Okay, I, you know, having come from a family that had problems with addiction, I had some family members in the kind of in the same boat you were in. Uh, I they always said you have to hit bottom before you can start rising back up. At what point
1: did you hit bottom? Where were you when you hit bottom? Well, I hit bottom a lot of times, but I can say that. Uh, Well, I was sitting in a cornfield in Missouri. Wow. Uh, And I had been given another chance. Uh, Actually, I had gotten out of prison when I I turned 40. And uh, I had one more brush with the drug addiction. And uh, at that point in time, I had uh, started what the world might think that I was being somewhat successful at that time. I had, had a, I'd opened a business, I was doing good. Uh, but then uh, I hurt my back one day and got on pain pills, something that I never did even think was strong enough. But that was actually probably the worst times where I ended up losing my business, losing my home. Uh, and actually, I believe the judicial system, they gave me a break and even felt sorry for me at this point in time, so instead of giving me uh, more time, they kind of sat there and, and looked at me and said, well, he's not out here running around with guns and robbing and doing mean things anymore. He's, he's just a drug addict. And uh, they actually sent me to rehab, which was the start of a, a two-year uh, rehab term that I had done. And that was in Missouri? I started out in Missouri. I actually got uh, expelled from their program. (laughs) They had a a wreck and didn't make it. And then I actually, after that, I came back to Madisonville. And at that point in time, I went to the Winnable War Ministry that was Mm -hmm. at Watson's Chapel Church. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I stayed there for a year. And well, there was a six month term in between there where I had to go back to jail. And then I went to Watson's Chapel. And then when I left Watson's Chapel in 2011, at the Winnable War Ministry.
0: Was that recovery really hard?
1: Oh yes, yes it was. It was really hard, but once I found out the key, you know, I'd been saved when I was young, Mm -hmm. but I never had made Jesus Lord of my life. Once I made him Lord of my life and asked him to take those cravings away from me to where I wouldn't desire the drugs and that kind of life anymore and really mean it and that's when it all changed. Wow,
0: that's a remarkable story. That is a really remarkable. And you were in your forties then. Yes. Okay. Is this when your
1: idea for Straightway ministry came about? Well, I tell you, the, it started when I was at the Winnable War, but uh, it kind of I started thinking about it more after that. But I seen how things was done, and then uh, and being that I've been to prison three times, uh, I've had. like 12 years locked up and all and uh, I knew how hard it was uh, for a convicted felon to get a job and uh, then if if you wanted a job you probably didn't have a driver's license and have no way to get back and forth so I just kind of put all these things and what the different programs that I'd been in and I kind of put them all together and thought well what would work to where a program was actually for the people that they could better themselves and be able to get on their feet when they left and have money in their pocket, driver's license and all that stuff together. So I kind of took the best I felt from all these programs and then from my experience from having been in programs, what would work for the future and their success. That's,
0: that's incredible, that's an incredible story. So let's talk about your straightway ministry son.
1: When did it actually start? Uh, I got the charter done in 2016. It started February 2016 in this building. Okay. Uh, it started a few years before that as I had I had worked uh, trying to figure out exactly how I was going to do it and putting everything together and you know I had a couple of businesses in the in the meantime but uh, the Lord just it, once he put it on my heart no matter what I was doing I had I had to I had to do this I just felt like that you know I couldn't have Peace. I didn't have any joy. When I was having my own business, uh, trying to raise the money to do this, that's what it was all for. He just put it in my heart to do it and it's been there ever since.
0: That's amazing. So when and how did you realize that this was actually your calling that God reached out and tapped you on the shoulder and said, Bob, I need you to do this?
1: When I couldn't think of nothing else. And when no matter what I done with, with business and praying and talking with the Lord, you know, I just I just knew it. I knew that, that this is what he wanted me to do. That's excellent.
0: Well tell me about this ministry. What does it provide to these folks that come in here and ask you for help?
1: Well what we do, first of all, they've got to have the desire to want to change their life, to get off drugs and alcohol. And then we, we take them from that point and we teach them life skills. Uh, we get them jobs. We take them back and forth to work. We teach them life skills, money management classes, and, uh, just, and then how to apply the Bible to your life to be a success.
0: So in, in the time you've been here, have you found this to be a successful way to get these people back on the right track?
1: Well it's the only way that I know how and and I have seen a a lot of success in what the Lord is doing in people's life. Just to see a man you know get saved for the first time and and to see him all of a sudden uh, start caring for his family you know paying his child support, paying his taxes and instead of being a burden to other you know be a law-abiding citizen that's actually making a difference and Paying paying his bills and doing what he has to do. Being a good dad, a good brother, a good
0: son. Well, how do these lost souls find you? Or better yet, how do you find them?
1: Well, we do have a criminal justice liaison that's that's out of Anderson County, but it's mostly from word of mouth anymore. That's kind of where we started with uh, the whole lot. But, you know, the the state prisons, we are a certified uh, transitional living facility, certified through the state of Tennessee. Uh, and a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So, like, if someone's in prison and they're going up for parole, then they'll talk to their institutional parole officers or the people with the reentry housing program, and then they'll send us email. We'll send them application and start the interviewing process. But county jails also, or we can take people off the street, as we call it. You know.
0: Okay, so they can come into you. Yes. Okay.
1: But they have to have already been at detox. We're not a detox center. Right. Once they have to pass their drug test because that's one of the things we try to do. You know, out of hands is devil's workshop. So we try to get them work, working as soon as we can.
0: Well, now as I understand the process, the the men who participate in this program they have to pay their own way. They do. Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, there's a three hundred and fifty dollar entry fee. But then after that they do the men we get them jobs and uh, most of them has pretty good jobs but they pay $125 a week which includes their housing their food and their transportation to and from work with the insurance and everything. Oh wow. And then they're, you know if they have to pay child support or anything like that it's taken out of their checks also.
0: How many men currently participate in this program? 17. 17. Now what do you have capacity for?
1: 17. <laughs>
0: 17. So you're at capacity. <laughs> yes, sir. So your plans in the future are to
1: expand? Yes, sir. We've also bought the, the property right next to us here. And uh, we're, we've got the plans for a 6,000 square foot building, which will give us the, the opportunity then to, to double our capacity. And then once we get it up and going, then we'll turn this back in. So we'll, we'll have upwards of 40 to 45 people. And at this time currently, we have about a 25-man waiting list.
0: And how long do these men have to stay here before they've completed this program?
1: It's a one-year program. One year. Which deters a lot of people that just want out of jail to to come because they have to commit to that much of time. Now if they've been in prison and they've been in prison for several years, then we can alter it to like a six-month term.
0: I see. So you're working with the law enforcement jurisdictions within the county and within the state to make this happen too?
1: Yes, in the 10th Judicial District, which is what we're in, we get a lot of people from Monroe, McMinn, Bradley, and Polk, and we do a lot with the 12th Judicial District.
0: So what's been your success
1: rate so far? I mean, how's it going? Well, uh, this is where it gets a little touchy because everybody wants to say that they have just great success, but uh, what we have from, but you have to take, look at it from two different angles. One of the angles being just people coming off the street or coming out of a county jail versus people who are court ordered. Now, and that's why we've just presently uh, lengthened our term to a one year stay because at first we used to take people in that would just express the desire to, to need help. And then what we ran into a lot of times when they'd come out, they would work a couple of weeks, get a paycheck and take off. So since the inception of it in 2016, it would be a 32% uh, success rate. But if you took the people who were actually court ordered to come in from the judicial system, then it's about 87%. 87%, wow,
0: that's that's an incredible number. Mm -hmm. That is an incredible number. Well, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about this ministry that we haven't touched on here today?
1: Well, one of the things is, uh, I think that uh, I would like for the, the local people to know what we do, and uh, that if you know, if, if they just about everyone has someone in their what I would call the greater family. Mm-hmm. Being a if if you don't have immediate family, you've got a, a, a cousin and uncle or, or somewhere. We've all just about it been touched by drug abuse sometime or another, and that. That we're here and we're based here because this is where I'm from. We were the first transitional living facility for men here in Monroe County. And being my hometown, I wanted it to, for the people here to be able to come home and to be able to, to see their families. I would like to say that, that we need your help when it comes to building this new facility. Uh, we have a, a, a project manager, we have not only our board of directors, but we have some local people from the community that has formed, that we formed an advisory board with, and that so we can uh, uh, take donations which are all tax deductible. uh, And, you know, that we need the community uh, to jump in and and help us complete this. It's a $150,000 project. We've already raised $10,000. So we're, we're on our way. You're on your way.
0: Yes. That's very good. Well, if someone wanted to donate, or if, if um, you know someone want to get in touch with you, how can they contact you in your ministry? What's a good way to do that?
1: Well, you can go to our website, which is straightwayministry.com. And uh, then you can always email us uh, at bobhampton501 at gmail.com. Um, can call us on the phone. Uh, our address is PO Box 1015, Madisonville, Tennessee.
0: Very good. Now, if, if someone walked in here and was listening to what we were talking about today, what advice would you have for that person that, that they think they may have a problem?
1: I would tell them that uh, if your way didn't work, why not try the, the way, the truth, and the life? there's no other way but by him. well what's next for Bob Hampton
0: and what's next for straightway ministries?
1: Well I feel like that uh, that as we grow I want to uh, be able to help more people. I want more of the guys from within to raise up and get their license and counseling and to do other things to, to help the community. I see a vision where we may have more, Uh, houses in in different counties because we service so many counties over the state and a lot of these guys that wants to give back I would like to see them do the same thing that we've done here
0: very good Bob I want to thank you for sitting down with us today uh, here at Simply Monroe and sharing your incredible story with us so good luck to you in the future my friend
1: thank you and god bless.